A Creative Life acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we record this podcast on, the Gumbangya and Gubby Gubby people. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. Welcome to A Creative Life with Castella and Samantha Lawrence. I'm Cal. And I'm Sam, and we like to think of ourselves as your creative business bestie. This podcast is all about living your best creative life. We're here to guide you through the ups and downs of life as a creative entrepreneur, all whilst following your intuition and listening to your soul whispers. Let's dive in. Hey, Sam. Hey, Kat. How are you going? Really well today. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm really good. I love these days where I just get to chat with you. I know. <laughs> like one of the best days of the week every time. So good. I know. It's a pity our podcasts are in seasons because when we're not, we just have to like get on and just talk anyway. Chat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what is happening in your beautiful life at the moment? Mm. I um, just recently, actually, last week, actually, I completed my Reiki level two, which I'm really excited about. So I did that with Joanna, who's been on the podcast earlier this season. Mm -hmm. Um, She's an instructor um, and I did level one last year and level one two this year. So it's quite full on, like it's a, it's a full like eight hour day process and you receive something called an attunement during that day and it's like a well I don't know how to explain it like you've got your eyes closed and Joanna as the instructor the Reiki master does like a I keep wanting to say the word spell it's not a spell but like does this like healing on you but basically it's like giving it's like energetically giving you the channel of Reiki so that you can then how long does she do that for it takes about, so there was a group of us, there were six of us. For the six of us, that took about 20 minutes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so she goes around the circle and, like, presses different points in your head and with your hands and um, does symbols and whispers things. Um, yeah, so. And then what and, do you do for the rest of that time? Um, oh, for the rest of the day? Yeah. Yeah, the morning is theory. Yeah. Um, on Reiki and then you receive your attunement and then the afternoon is practicing. Yeah, you on practice on each other in the each group? Each other, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so it's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, and then you were saying you might integrate it. Well, you sort of do use it a little bit anyway, but yeah, in reading sessions, definitely. Like I've found more and more how there's, I mean, really from the start, but it's just become more obvious to me that there's like a level of healing happening in my sessions when I give a reading. And so now to have this tool to really like help assist with that healing is going to be beautiful to just really insert more mm-hmm. um, now, oh, now that I can. Um, yeah, so practicing. Oh, I need to have another session with you. It's been so yes. long. Yes, we like, do. Okay, I, yeah, we're over two years, be right? Oh my god, it feels like so <sighs> long ago. God, okay, maybe. I need to book in another session with so you. So you. Anyone want to have a soul need. reading slash energy healing with Sam? <laughs> yes, book in. It's yeah. incredible. 
Ah, oh, thank you. Yes, we are overdue. We'll do another one soon. But yeah. what's been happening with you? What's been happening with me? Um, so I guess the latest on the business front. So we are in the live surface pattern design course right now. As we are talking right now, we're in week three. Um, but I'm not sure if I've mentioned it here, but this is the last live round that we're doing of the surface this pattern design course. And huge. Yeah, it is huge. And when I say last live round, what that means is the course, I mean, the course stays the same no matter when you join the course, but um, this live round, it was a week to week. So each, so it's a 10 week course, but each week gets released, you know, after the other week um, consecutively. And there's a live Q&A at the end of every single week. And then there's a group pattern review at the end. And there's just lots of live components and you know, lots of energy in it from me. And Mm. what I found is that, and this is my third year of doing this. Wow. And it's amazing. Um, And, but what I found is it does take a lot of my energy to do it live. And a lot of people, whether you, you know, however you, you learn or do the course, um, you know, it doesn't have to go week to week for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't need that accountability week to week. Yeah. So what we're doing is we are um, making the course, uh, the doors will open, I should say, um, three times a year. So that is March, July and November. So the doors open three times a year. And when you join at those times, you get access to the whole course straight away. Okay. So you don't have to go week to week. You get access to the whole thing and you can choose to go week to week if you want to, or you get access to the whole, to the whole course immediately. Um, yeah. And there'll be some fun things that we're adding in along the way during this year. So anyway, that is the changes that is happening with the course, which I'm really, really excited about because it, it makes way for me to bring this new course into the world um, which is a creative mindset course, which I am, it is in my soul and it has been wanting to come out for a long time. And I feel like yes. even all the coursework I've done so far has been leading to this and all the, yeah. you know, so much work I've been doing has been leading to this. Um, so I'm really, really excited to start putting the planning together for that course. Mm. Um, and then there's so much happening, Sam. Um, <laughs> we just had a um, new collaboration come out. I just worked on the collection for Baron Boho and Pillow Talk, which has been really, really exciting and it's such a beautiful range. I'm really proud of it and it's had a really great reception too. So I'll be sending some of your way, Sam. <laughs> oh, yes, thank you. I'm definitely wrapping that on my baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my sister's pregnant too, so um, that'll be fun to share them with her as well. And yeah, and I, I'm getting a lot more into my creative painting practice at the moment, which I'm just loving so, so much. Like I think when we turn our creative practice into a business, we can forget to go back to basics and really play with our creativity mm. and explore new mediums and just have fun and do it for no other reason and just do what, you know, just comes through us and feels natural for us. And so I'm sort of... um trying to find pockets of time to revisit that, to really see mm. what comes of that and what, you know, wants to, you know, be brought into the world 
through me and what inspires me. So I'm really excited to see what comes of that. Yeah. So anyway, lots of things happening behind the scenes. But um, another thing Always. that um, we're excited <laughs> about is all the chats happening in the Facebook group as well. Oh, my gosh. It's so much fun in the Facebook group. Yeah. If you're not in there, jump in there. Um, oh, I don't even know the handle right now. Is it Facebook? dot com forward yeah. slash group forward slash a creative, a life, creative life podcast oh oh so no yeah a creative life collective <laughs> don't even know. not me a creative <laughs> life collective yeah yes um yeah is it- and so many of you guys are in there chatting away getting to know each other and that's that's awesome we have prompts in there during the week so that the conversation is flowing and you know our our new episodes get launched in there as well so so good and um megan beautiful megan price is in there now so she is um you'll you'll see her writing in there um to do some prompts that we've been doing and like chat to her she's a part of our team as well absolutely she's amazing so yeah you'll find her in there and we'll pop in there every now and then as well yep i would say i've just double checked it it's a creative life podcast collective oh of course of course it is (laughs) We'll have it linked. Yeah, we'll have it linked everywhere. Why did we make it so Um, long? (laughs) I don't know. But come join us because it really is lovely. Everybody is so nice and so supportive in there. I love it. Yeah, it's so good, especially like if you are on this, like on a new trajectory or something like that. And, you know, maybe maybe not a lot of people in your world know what you're doing or appreciate what you're doing or, you know, I feel it's a beautiful space for that to be like, guys, I'm thinking about doing this or I'm, I'm heading into this, I'm just changing directions completely or, you know, like I think it's such a safe space for that. Totally. I agree. Yep. And anyway, today we have a really big topic. <laughs> we do. And, yes, it's all around art licensing and I'm really excited to talk about it. I feel like this has been one of those episodes that, you know, it's been a long time coming. It's been brewing, yep. <laughs> Why haven't I done this before? But I know. <laughs> I was saying to Sam before we jumped on, like, this is a big topic. Yeah. It's a big Huge. topic, hence why I have a course about it. <laughs> because yep. it's not something that I could just, like, explain to you in half an hour. Um, I can definitely tip the iceberg and, and give you a good foundational understanding and knowledge of it because it is so exciting when you start to actually understand art licensing and how it works and how you can actually bring it into your business. But yeah, there's a lot of moving parts to this and Mm. there's not a lot of information, like clear and concise information for surface pattern designs on the internet, I feel, which is why I've really, um, you know, I've I've really learned through trial and error over the last however many years, which is, you know, um, why I've done a course about it, which, you know, I, I can bring that level of knowledge and experience to it but yeah there, there are so many different scenarios and yeah. um yeah there's just so many moving parts to it um but we can dive into the basics so that it's like okay I don't really don't know what this is about but you know let's yes dive in we'll get yeah we'll get you like you'll by the end of this have a much better understanding of the concept of That's art right. licensing and I'm sure you'll learn a lot. Um, and the card I pulled, it just makes sense for everything you just said, is there is no beginning or end to growth. You are forever expanding. 
And I feel like that's just so what you've experienced with art licensing. It's like always evolving and absolutely, it's just so huge. And yeah, so this, it says, um, you, dear human, you came from infinity and one day you will return to infinity. The universe is forever expanding. Being a part of it, you must also expand. Reach for the stars. Mm. No dream is too big. Oh my gosh. I love that because you're forever expanding, you're forever growing, you're changing, you're learning, and no dream is ever too big. So with that, licensing can seem scary when you don't know what it is. But the thing is, like, you can license in so many different ways. You can license in ways that feel really good to you. And then as you dive into this, you will be introduced to different ways of doing it and then it becomes more comfortable and then by becoming more comfortable that's you growing and expanding because you're like okay what's next okay how else can I do it okay like I'm ready for the next challenge and it is just about diving into it you know and just putting one toe into it and going okay what could this look like for me and then really just going with it and being open to it. And I think that's the other thing is just be open and available to what the possibilities are because in the art and creative world, we need to be open to the possibilities because Mm -hmm. if we go, oh, this is how I'm going to make my money or this is how I'm going to be successful or this is how I'm going to sell my artwork, if you are fixed on that, then what you're doing is you are limiting the ways that abundance can reach you So if you just open that up and go, do you know what? Nope, I'm available to all the possible ways and use that as an affirmation. I'm available. I'm available to this way or that way or unexpected ways, you know. And this is what has really opened my mind up so much with licensing because I am constantly still blown away by the possibilities in this industry, the ways to license but who you can license with will Mm. blow your mind. And when you actually, you know, trust that process and you actually, you know, have faith that different opportunities can open up for you, then they will. And the Mm. doors will open and that magic will really, really happen. But just don't be closed off to different ways just because they might seem scary or they seem unknown. Um, Yeah, that's like, it's funny because when we, even when we get to contracts and stuff in the course, it's like, you know, as soon as you say contract or a lawyer, everyone's like, <gasps> <laughs> no, 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 I don't want to get in trouble for anything. Um, but, yeah, it's it's more exciting than anything and that's mm-hmm. why surface pattern design is becoming um, more popular and people are becoming more aware of it is because it is so, so exciting, um, yeah, to know the possibilities for your artwork. Yes, it, it's like the most exciting space really like for any type of artist Mm -hmm. to be able to come to this place Mm -hmm. and then have their art used in so many different ways that you would never have thought of before like it just is like that is so exciting I know and even with technology now like my students I have acrylic painters I have um block work artists I have you know collage artists like so many you know, walks of life with different talents and different, um, you know, creative experiences, bringing their work and their style to surface pattern design. And I tell them all the time, if you can bring you and you can bring your uniqueness and even what you've done before and what you're doing now 
to surface pattern design, you actually going to stand out. Like it's not about coming into this industry and being a cookie cutter or someone else. It's about really honing into what it is you love to do because most of the time that can be turned into a repeat for a pattern. As much as you're like, how would that actually work? Like, you know, it just takes a little bit of know-how with technology to be like, okay, I can create this into a pattern and it can be seen on literally any surface in the world. And when you think about what those possibilities, it's like, there is no limits there that, you know, there is no end to where your art can be seen. Mm-hmm. Oh, so exciting. <clears throat> yeah. So we have asked uh, you guys any questions, like for you guys to send us any questions that you would like to know about art licensing. We definitely can't cover them all because the topic is so huge, mm-hmm. but we're going to cover as many as we can today. Uh, but to begin with, mm-hmm. can you, Cass, just give us like a general overview yeah, of art licensing? Yeah. So many, so many good questions um, come through, like you said. But yeah, it's um, there's just so many moving parts to this. But if we go like, if we go right back to basics, it's just about what is licensing and what does the word or the term licensing actually mean? And really, all it means is we are lending or borrowing or licensing the design. Like that's what it means, or leasing even. So. As opposed to selling, which a lot of artists and designers are already used to doing, you sell a print, you sell an original, you sell, um, you know, a logo design. Like, you know, a lot of the times we are used to selling and by that it means we are parting with the design. So we hand it over, it's yours, and then, you know, it's now in your hands and you sort of, you know, go do with it as you will. Um, But licensing is... I am allowing you as the artist, as the holder of the copyright, I'm allowing you to borrow the design, okay? Mm. So I am just lending it to you. And I like (laughs) to use the analogy of a house. So say, for example, you own a house, right? If you lease that house out, you can name all the terms around it. So you can say how long someone's allowed in there, um, who's allowed in there, what they're allowed to do while they're in there, but you own the house. At the end of the day, it is still your house and anything that they do to your house, they have to ask you permission, right? So if you own the house and you were to sell the house, you're selling the house. You are getting rid of it. Your name is not on it anymore. You don't own it. No one needs to ask you permission for anything. They can knock the house down if they want. They can (laughs) renovate it if they want. They get to choose whatever they want to do with that. For example, Mm -hmm. if you were to sell an original piece of artwork and you literally physically give it to someone, they can do whatever they want with that artwork. They can paint over it. They can do whatever they want with that (laughs) artwork, you know, like they could damage it. They could do anything with that artwork, it doesn't belong to you anymore. Mm -hmm. So with licensing your work, that is what you are doing. You are creating a piece of work and you are handing it over, but you are only allowing them to borrow that. And when they borrow that, you get to set all the terms around that borrowing, around that lease, around that license. So you license a design, you you lend it to them, you, you hand it over to them, you retain the copyright. This works differently in different countries. In Australia, 
we are protected under the Australian copyright law. So we are already, we already have copyright on that in Australia. So when we hand that over, we own the copyright of that. And now we get to say what you can do with that. Do you get to use that exclusively or non-exclusively? Do you get to use that for one year, two year, three year, four year? How many years do you get to use that design for? What do you get to use that design on? So I'm telling you, I'm allowing you to use it on baby wear. I'm allowing you to use it on cushions only. I'm allowing you to use it on whatever the category is, stationary, wallpaper, whatever that is. And then what countries am I allowing you to use that in? Am I allowing you to use it in Australia and New Zealand only? Am I allowing you to use that in the UK only? Am I allowing you to use that worldwide? You get to stipulate that, okay? So that is the main difference between licensing and selling. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then there's lots of nuances to that, right? So you get to license the same design to different categories, right? So you could license the same design at the same time, and this is where it differs with a house because you don't have multiple homes, but (laughs) you get to license that same design to different categories at the same time. The nuances come in when we're talking about exclusive, non-exclusive, and all these nitty-gritty terms around it, but Mm. essentially you could license the same design to multiple different companies at the same time. And this is where the, you know, so this is where the possibilities in licensing are so huge compared to just selling your artwork. You can actually, you know, make multiple, you know, licenses and multiple sales of the same design at the same time. And not only that, and in addition to that, once the license finishes, you can then license that artwork again. Exactly the same as if you have tenants in your home and that lease ends, then you can license it to different tenants, right? It's the same thing. So you license your artwork, it finishes, and then you can license it to somebody different. So you're making money continuously off the same design. Yeah, that's so cool. So with the categories, one of the questions that came through actually, Cass, was what categories do you license? So love to hear what you do. And then also maybe an example for us, like so this pattern could be like a category could be stationary or Mm -hmm. clothing or how does that work? Yeah, so in all different categories, the licenses work in in the same way, right? So you can license to fashion, to stationery, whatever. It works in exactly the same way. But, um, you know, it might, obviously there's different applications and things like that. So file types might be different and whatnot. But I license in all different categories. So the way that I like to, you know, talk about surface pattern design and the reason I, I sort of, you know, call myself a surface pattern designer is because I can design for any surface. So, you can also be a textile designer where you mainly design for fabric, but I like to sort of keep it like more broader, a broader, I guess, and, and really call it surface pattern design because then it's like, 
you know, all encapsulating and there's so many different categories in that because I don't want to limit myself either because I know that the possibilities are endless and I know that my artwork can be seen on anything. So over the years, I mean, I've licensed to hundreds of different companies. So, you know, it can be anything from stationery to homewares to wallpaper um, to phone cases, um, you know, pretty much anything you can think of, um, picnic rugs, bags, like towels, anything, anything that, that where you see a pattern, um, I've pretty much licensed to. And I don't necessarily want to pigeonhole myself into like only licensing for a particular category because I think, yeah, it's, um, it's all a possibility. Um, as long as you're working with brands that really align with your own brand values, I think that's really important. And that should be first and foremost over, you know, obviously like there might be some products that you're like, no, I don't agree with that. I don't, I don't want to see my work on that. And that's completely fine because that's up to you and your, that's your own business decision. Um, but it's, I just find it's really great to just align yourself with businesses that, yeah, feel really good to you and you would be both equally happy um, in sharing that collaboration. All right. So another one of our questions, Cass, is should you adjust licensing prices as you grow as an artist or just start with a decent fee? This is such a big question. So pricing is probably the biggest question that comes through. Yeah. Um, about art licensing and rightly so, you know, because there's not a lot of information out there and it's hard to know how to price. But I feel like this is like anything in any industry. It's really hard to know where to start with pricing Mm. And and licensing is no different. The reason why I loved, like a couple of reasons I loved licensing and surface pattern design is because like a seeing seeing my work on products is like literally nothing can beat that it's just so so exciting but also the earning potential for my business because i think that art needs to be celebrated and that everybody's own unique art you know needs to be out there in the world and shared because everybody there's room for everybody because everyone has their own you know uniqueness to share with this world And so the earning potential is so huge with surface pattern design compared to how we are taught to traditionally sell our artwork. So in the beginning when like I was doing different artworks and, you know, you could sell them on your website or whatever, you know, Etsy store or wherever you sell your artwork, you could sell your artwork as the original and then as prints, right? And for prints, like you might be talking you know, around the $100, $200, $300 mark. Um, But when I learned what you could license your work for, I realized pretty quickly that this was a much smarter avenue to go down for an artist and a graphic designer. If you're a graphic designer as well and you really love that art side, it's just a perfect combination. Mm, Like graphic designers um, going into this industry, you really already have a leg up because you know the technology and most of you are already working with clients. So um, it's to me like it was a no-brainer when I was doing graphic design and, um, you know, painting on the side. But the earning potential is just so much better, I found, than, you know, trying to just sell prints of your artwork. So in saying that, pricing is a whole thing, okay? And 
I'm going to say something really annoying, but it does depend on where you are at in your journey and it does depend on the client. And yes, it can depend on the category as well. Mm-hmm. And when you're starting out, it is like anything. You are less confident about yourself. You're less mm-hmm. confident about your work. You're less confident about the industry. And then what that does, and, and, and Sam, you'll like really appreciate this because I don't like to work on formulas. I do share like a table and some formulas in my course that you can use. However, you have to look at the energetics at play when it comes mm. to pricing mm. because the thing is that if we do not believe that we are worthy of a certain price, we won't be able to charge that price. Mm -hmm. We won't attract those clients. We won't attract the clients with bigger budgets. We just won't. The reason why is we do not think we are worthy of that. So we are putting out the vibration that we're not worthy of that. And so we Mm. will not attract that. And then naturally, as your ability grows, as your confidence grows, then you'll be like, I am worth that. I am worth that. And then you will attract the right people who like meet that that worthiness and are a match to that and really appreciate you, appreciate your art and, and, and want to pay you well for your art. So yes. I have found that that really does come into play when you're talking about pricing. And I think that's yeah. a factor that not everybody considers um, is the way they're, they're feeling about their work and the way they're feeling about their pricing as well. Like you could put a... a big price on on your work to license but then if you feel deep down that no one will ever pay that I'm just putting it on there because that's the industry pricing um I don't think my work is worth that if you've got these underlying feelings then it's more than likely you won't attract that client or or the client that will pay that price yes so that is a factor to consider and it's like anything it's like any industry you start out charging less and as you get more confident, you charge more. As your brand grows, you charge more. As yeah. you get better at what you do, you charge more. Okay, like that, it's, it's a natural progression and that's what happens in most industries. But that is how your confidence grows as well. Like you might yeah. license something, you know, for a couple of hundred dollars and, you know, and then once you've done that, then you're like, oh, okay, great. Like that was a great experience. I might license you know, I might charge $400 for my next one. And that, you know, that feedback loop back to yourself to be like, no, you can do this. You're confident. That will give you the confidence to raise your prices as well. Um, Mm. There's so many factors in it, like how detailed your print is potentially, um, also how long you're licensing it for, what categories it's in, whether you're licensing to Australia only or worldwide. These things can influence what that price is and Mm. the thing is with surface pattern design as well selling something is not a failure so if you sell a design like if someone's like no I want to buy it from you I want to buy the copyright and everything and you say yes to that that's not failing and that's not doing the wrong thing that is you getting your work out in into this world and starting the process like there's nothing wrong with that and I don't want that to be a shamed thing in um, surface pattern design yeah. And even licensing for a lower amount is not a bad thing, like especially when you're starting out because what I like to say is like if you have a design that that's ready to license 
and someone comes to you and says, I'll license that for two years for $400. And you're like, oh my God, $400. Like that's nothing. Like, um, you know, it deserves way more than this. Here's your option in that moment. You can say no and have that design sitting on your website still waiting for someone to come and pay more for that. Or you can say yes, because it's an amazing brand and you're really excited about the collaboration and, you know, you get to share your work, they get to share you. And then you're, it's up to you then to make that decision to be like, well, which way would I go? Do I want the $400 and do I want to have this beautiful collaboration or would I prefer that the design just sits there on my website and is not licensed at all? Hmm. So it's these sorts of things that do come into play when you Absolutely. are about pricing. And that's why I don't like there being like a black or white answer to pricing. Yes, some categories do can pay more than others. Um, but across the board, I've found that it fluctuates a lot. It does depend on the type of brand. Sometimes the bigger the brand does not mean the bigger the budget. Um, every single scenario is different. Um, you can talk about money in the beginning. You can ask what their budget is potentially. Um, but it is all a discussion, a negotiation, um, and something that, you know, there's a lot of factors to to, that comes into play when you're talking about the cost of a licensing agreement. Absolutely. Can you share, do you feel comfortable sharing, Cass, what you started charging when you first started this and how that's changed over the years to what you would charge now? Yeah. So in the beginning, like it, it still does fluctuate, but in the beginning yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know what licensing was. Um, I didn't know that you could license it for a certain amount of time and then license it again after that. I had no idea. So, in, yeah. and, and so now like it's, it really excites me to sort of teach people from the very beginning because it's like you have like the knowledge before you even get started in this industry. But I feel like I did really learn the hard way. So I licensed things for $100. Um, I don't think I've had, I get the question a lot. Like, have you licensed anything for free as like a swap for anything? And I don't feel like I have, even when I collaborate, I get paid for those collaborations. It's not a swap. Um, I don't think I've swapped anything for my artwork. I've always been paid for it, but the lowest I probably have charged is like around the hundred dollar mark. Yeah. And I'm not even ashamed to say that. I'm like, cool, made a hundred bucks from it. Didn't know like yeah. a thing, you know, like how, you know, that's the same as maybe selling a print for a hundred dollars. Um, so yeah, that's sort of where it started out. And then I would gradually like, you know, get up to $300, $400. Um, and then now my pricing sort of sits in that $1,500, $2,000, like that sort of bracket. But again, it depends on the level of detail in the design. It depends yep. on how long they're going to license it for. And it depends on the categories as well. And also the biggest one, it depends on if, if it's exclusive or non-exclusive. So mm -hmm. they are all factors. So I will still license designs for $500, but that will depend on its exclusivity um, and how long for as well. So that's why, you know, they're really can't be an exact formula for this because mm. they've got to factor in each agreement as per 
all the terms of that one little negotiation. It's like, <laughs> what are all the factors that I need to consider here? And how how does that determine the price? And like I said, like you may be like, no, my, my work's worth this, but you might have a client who goes, okay, well, I'm only willing to pay this. However, I'd like to license 20 prints a year from you. Yeah. And then you might be like, oh, okay. So this is now it's becoming like more of a relationship thing. And like yeah. the, this is a constant, um, you know, flow of income for me, for my print, mm. for my licenses and for my surface pattern design business. So I will reconsider that. And it's those things. It's all those things. Like just be savvy, be like, think about um, the relationships that you're building as well. Like there's mm. <laughs> clearly just <laughs> all such a big part. <laughs> Have you found, like, is there any, just in your experience, trend of brands going for either exclusive or non-exclusive or does that just vary a lot as well? Um, Most of the time it's exclusive. But when I say exclusive, you can make a, a license exclusive to a category. Does that make sense? Yes. So yes. you could have a design that's exclusive to cushions, but then the same design could be exclusive to stationery. Yes. So yeah. So the so exclusive is the most common, and also when brands are working with artists, it's special, right? It's, yeah. it's something that's really special, and so when that collaboration happens, most of the time the brand would like it to be exclusive to them even if it's for a certain amount of time. Yeah. Yes. So, okay. And so from that, one of the questions that came in is what is the standard time length of a license? And is this just for the actual production and the licensee is able to continue selling the print after that time if it's already produced? Yeah. So this is quite a detailed question and Mm. the length of time does change but an average I would say is around the two-year mark okay some you might ask some artists and designers and they might be more around the one-year mark but I have found that two is a really good one it's, yeah. it's quite common um, sweet spot. now yeah. when that license ends there's a couple of things that can happen so you can email that so they have the first right of refusal right so that company they can license it again once that two-year period is up. So once Mm -hmm. the two years is up, if they still have that in production, they're able to keep licensing it. Um, If they decide that no, they don't want to license it again, but they already have, you know, products with that print on it, then that's something that needs to be discussed. But usually there's a bit of a grace period where they can either sell off that product, get rid of that product, whatever it is. But that's a discussion that you need to have with the client to be like, are you using this license anymore? Do you want to use it anymore? If not, what's going to happen to the product that already have this print on it? So that's that's like yeah. an, an individual discussion that needs to happen. But usually you give them a little bit of time to do something with that product, get rid of it. Yeah. And then you can license the design again. Um, another question here was about approaching clients or approach, or like, do I approach clients or do a mm. client approach me? And this is, yes. this is quite a big one as well. Um, because the way I work and the way that I teach is in a way where 
it's really important as an artist and designer, if you want to stand out and if you want to be unique in this industry and have your own like special place in the market, I suppose, is you have to continue to be true to yourself and you have to continue to be true to your own artwork and not just go jump on a trend because it looks like everybody's doing that or whatever. It's really Mm -hmm. important to stay true to what's coming through you naturally and, you know, what excites you and what you love to create and to share that with the world. And the thing is when you share that, you will attract the right people and the right brands to you. And that is what I'm about. I'm about it starts with you and you create this container within yourself that really you make sure that you're continuously doing things that light you up and you're really diving into your creativity and you are establishing this this beautiful style and, and it's all just evolving and it's all just coming through you. And then that ripples out. So that ripples out, the wavelengths ripple out, and then the right people will find you, Yeah. right? And this is how I like to approach marketing Yeah. and this is how I, I teach to approach marketing. However, I will say you can pitch, okay? You can pitch to brands if you really love them and you feel like they, they vibe with your brand. There is nothing wrong than sending them a DM or sending them an email and go, I would so love to work with you. I could see my designs on your product. Um, I yeah. really I really love your ethos. I'd love to collaborate with you. There is nothing wrong with that. Like, and, and a lot of collaborations come that way. And we do, I do, t- um, we have template pitching emails in our course and a student literally last week like posted in our group and was like, they said yes, they said yes. It was so so exciting. And so it does, it does work in the right circumstances when you feel like really attracted to a particular brand and you feel like you both, um, yeah, like your work complements each other. Um, and then of course you can start relationships with brands who you would love to work with in the future. So if Mm. you're on Instagram or Facebook, wherever you are, wherever you're interacting with the world, start those relationships now with Mm. the intention that you would love to work with them in the future. So this industry is all about relationship building. And that would be like the one thing that I... Well, another thing I should say that I love about this industry so much is the relationships that you build like um, and form because they can be long-term because it's not like graphic design where you are selling a logo and then they may not come back to you for a while or if you're selling them an artwork and they may not want to Mm. invest in another artwork for a while. But when you're working with brands and especially the ones that, you know, are introducing new artwork and new prints to their range quite frequently and if you build these beautiful relationships with them, then, you know, you have a client for a long time and, and, you know, that's what keeps your business alive and what keeps your business growing. So... Building relationships online is really, really important. And it's, I attribute that to where I am in my business at the moment because I care Mm. about it so much. And so if there's brands that you're like, oh, there's just no one like knocking on my door right now, 
open up those conversations and start those relationships, even if it's not straight up like, oh, I'd love to work with you right now. Um, Even if it's just loving what they do, commenting, um, starting those conversations, and then at the same time, you sharing what you do on your platform. So you are licensing your work. Then (laughs) if it's meant to be, then... that will naturally happen and that will naturally evolve. Um, So that's another like really gentle way of going about it as well. But I really like, you know, I really like seeing artists and designers like just really being in their element and sharing what they love and then that attracting the right brands to them. Oh, so good. So, so good. All right. So this last question I love because you really did do the hard yards, Cass, for everybody <laughs> that you now teach. Um, for years, like Cass had nobody showing her the way. She just figured this out along the way. Um, so I love this question, which is what are the tough lessons that you've learned along the way? This has been a big journey. You've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, yeah and I still feel like I learn as I go. Um, tough lessons along the way. I would say probably in the beginning, um, pricing was a big one, like we've already spoken Mm -hmm. about. I had no idea what to price. um, And I feel like I really did the hard yards as far as learning what prints and patterns were worth. And especially, you know, with with all the different nuances that we've spoken about. So I really feel like I I have learned just over time with that. I've learnt as well that you have to be really, really conscious and selective about the brands that you work with and just making sure that, you know, they are, they're there to celebrate you as much as Mm. you're there to celebrate them and that you're sharing, you're each sharing. You don't have to, of course, like not every brand has to share all about you or anything like that, but um, it's what I've realized is the collaborations that I really love are the ones that, um, you know, it, it goes both ways. Yeah. Um, the other one is probably, you know, try, try to really when talking to a client about a brief, um, something that's ripe in the industry, which doesn't sit well with anyone is copying. Yes. Yeah. So that's a hard one when, and this is probably not a lesson I've learned in a a bad way. Like I, I have had a design like totally ripped off in China and then mass produced. Um, that wasn't a great experience. Um, but you know, be wary of brands coming to you and going, I just want to copy this design or I just want to copy this. Like, I just want a replica of this. Like, that's so oh, big. I know gross. it's so icky, isn't it? And it's such a big no-no <laughs> in the industry. And if someone comes to you and is like, "Oh, I'd like an artwork like this person's artwork," then you send them to that artist. Yes. <laughs> like, like, okay, go to that <laughs> artist. Go then. to them. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, you're not here to just be replicas of someone else or cookie cutters. You can do things in your own way using your own inspiration. And it is really like um, because some business owners may not have that creative side, so they can't sort of see. Um, you know, mm. they just see something they like and go, I just want it reproduced. And it's your job to then really go, okay, well, you know, what is the vibe of that? What are the elements of that? Like how can we create something that's completely unique 
Um, yeah. And it's really your job to bring that together. So, you know, I've, de- I've definitely seen a lot um, in that in that side of things. And it's like, it's just knowing the right way to handle it so that you don't, um, yeah, you're just not going about it in, in the wrong way. Um, yeah. You know, little things like, you know, potentially seeing samples of what your work could look like on these on these products before they actually mm. go to print. So whether it is a photo and it's not like you're not getting the physical sample, but whether is it a photo and you're like, oh, yeah, like, oh, actually I'm not quite happy with the colours of that. It doesn't really represent the original artwork or maybe the scale's off or maybe the artwork's been skewed accidentally or, you know, just being able to see it before it's in, that it's it's gone into like, you know, production for hundreds of things and you're not happy with the artwork. I think that's that's mm. fun as well to be aware of because you want to be proud of what your work goes on. Um, I think keeping track of licenses is a big one. So, you know, it's something that you sort of manually have to do because once you do start licensing, they send, tend to be like all over the place and you're like, oh, mm. crap, where was that one again? Like I forget how who I licensed it to for how long, rah, rah, rah. So I think keeping... Um, some sort of track record of who you licensed it to, when you licensed it, when the license will be up, you know, um, the details of that license, and then having something set in your calendar so that it's a reminder for when the license does come up and then, you know, you know yes. when you can renew it again. Yes. Um. Yeah, like I think they're probably the main ones. I mean, there's probably so much more, so many more that I will think of, um, but it really... It really is, um, it, it's going to be a journey for everyone. I think the thing is like with licensing, it's you can't be told everything and then know it all and then go out and do it. It's one of those yeah. things that you have to just, like I said in the beginning, dip your toe in and then yeah. start to experience it, get a feel for it and go, oh, okay, I get it now. I get sort of how that works. Mm. And I get how that feels and I, and this is how I feel about it and, and this is how I feel my about my work being on different things and yeah. um, these are the kinds of brands I like working with. And, yeah. and, this, and, and the other thing is um, don't assume what your work would look good on. So yes. in the beginning, it was really interesting for me. So I'm, you know, my work lends itself to to coastal things, right? So when I was like <laughs> in the beginning, I was like, okay, I want my work to be on swimwear, beach towels, you know, beach bags, but like umbrellas. Beach umbrellas. That's what I want my yep. work on. Yeah. And I was very much like when I did my mock-ups and that sort of thing mm. is, you know, I want my work to be on those things. But as I was sharing my work, I just had an influx of baby companies wanting to work. Yeah. And I was like, and it was, which was ironic because like I had babies at the time. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> oh, wow. Like this is interesting. I didn't expect this. And mm. I just went with it. And I was like, this is yeah. awesome. Like I love seeing my work on baby products. Um, I can see the, the softness of my watercolors and you know, the soft palettes I use. And I'm like, yeah, I see it. Like I get it. I get that, you know, it looks really good on baby products. And that was something that I, in the beginning, I think don't be rigid about what Mm. you would like your work seen on because you may not know what that is. And that's, that, that's also about like coming back to you and your style. You are going to attract the right brands for your work as opposed to going, I want to work on, 
you know, for wallpaper companies only. So I'm just going to go down that route. It's like, no, you do your work and the right brands will find you. And then you'll like, and then you'll be able to keep creating the work that you love, you know? Yes. 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 I love that. At at the beginning, um, towards the beginning of this episode, you said, I'm available to all the possible ways. Yeah. And I, I just think I love that so much. It just applies so much to this, like all the ways your artwork could be used all the ways yeah. that, um, yeah, that you can't even imagine yet. No. Be open to them to come 100%. to you. And this I think is so huge. It's so huge, and it's so exciting because, yeah, like I, like you know, some of the things that I've done, I'm just like, I never would have even thought that was would be a thing. Like you yes. know, from I've. I've collaborated with a beautiful urn company uh, on some gorgeous yes. urn, hand-painted urns. And then I've done a wall uh, a wallpaper mural, which was 30 metres long. Wow. Like um, <laughs> I've just worked with someone huge in the US who I can't say, but, oh, um, so you know, and I'm like, oh, my God, didn't expect that that could be a possibility, <laughs> but cool. Um, you know. When and- is that coming out, Guess. Yeah, <laughs> Um, I don't know. I'll keep that one oh, under wraps until. Still under wraps. All right. Um, <laughs> but even the beautiful collaboration I did with Pillow Talk, like things like that, that you're just like, wow, you know, I, I stayed true to me and true to my style and just shared that and was open to the possibilities and available for the possibilities. And yeah, the doors just open up. So don't be scared about it. It's really exciting. Yes, there's a lot to learn. But, you know, it's, um, you can do it at a slow pace. You don't need to know everything to get started. Mm. And I think that was, and that's like anything, right? You don't need to know yeah. everything to get started. You just need to get started. Just start. And a lot of it yep. you're going to learn along the way. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Although yeah. you could make your life a lot easier and learn it from Cass's course. <laughs> you can come learn it from me. We have, we also have a really exciting um, thing coming out soon, which is a, a template contract for surface pattern designers, which covers all these licensing nuances, which is, it's so exciting because there's nothing in the country like it. And yeah, it's just that extra layer that's going to help surface pattern designers um, with that nitty gritty stuff that, um, mm. you know, we don't want to think about. We just want to make it easy and, and that's what we've done. So that's going to be coming out soon. But oh, if you're on my newsletter list, then um, you'll know when that comes out and you'll be the first to know. But yeah, otherwise there's my surface pattern design course, which is, yeah, the next opening is March and then July and then November. You'll learn all about surface pattern design and art licensing there, which I, I go into so much more detail with flowcharts and so so much more information. Um, but this is just, I feel like, the tip of the iceberg for anyone who's like, hmm, what is licensing and how does it actually work and could that be something yeah, for my business? For sure. I will say, like, um, I love how you d- I'm quite visual and I'm, I feel like a lot of our listeners might be visual <laughs> being creative. And that's what I love in, in your course, how you do have all those visuals. Like you have the flow charts, you have it all. It's just, it's so, for something that's so big and complex, it's actually quite easy to digest the way that you've presented it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's hard yeah. to sort of just explain in words, I think, until you see. Yeah see all that um but at least this will give you an idea whether it's something to potentially pursue or not because the exciting thing for me is that I I could I'm not I don't do much graphic design stuff anymore only for my business but you can still be a graphic designer 
and you can still be an yeah. artist and you can still yeah. be whatever the hell you are right now. Yeah. But you can add licensing to your repertoire. And I think that's what's so cool because it can just be an, an additional income earner. Um, what we Quite passive. On, Sam, what we didn't touch on is um, royalties versus one-off fees. Yeah, Massive thing for licensing and something that I should have touched on right in the beginning as a basic, but it's the different ways that you can be paid um, for your artwork. So you can be paid as a royalty, mm-hmm. so a percentage of whatever it is, the item that your work is on. You can be paid a percentage of that straight, um, straight into your bank account for each and every one that's sold, or you can just charge a one-off fee. So we have been talking about one-off fees this entire episode, and the reason for that is because one-off fees is way more common than royalties. Yeah. So I have about six royalty agreements at the moment. They're, they're few and far between in the surface pattern design world. Um, yeah. It's mostly one-off fees. And the biggest reason for that is because most brands want to know what they're spending up front. They want to... Mm-hmm. Well, they want to forecast that into their cash flow and they just want to know. They want to know what it is and pay it um, and then yeah. move on from that So and know how long they've got the design for. So, yeah, that's um, one-off fees, but royalties is a whole nother kettle of fish um, that <laughs> don't make whole other kettle of fish. <laughs> Amazing, amazing. Well, you have provided so much here. I'm sure there, there's, like, there is a lot to take, um, to take in. So... Hopefully, if you're listening, you've enjoyed this. I think we might leave it there. Yeah, sounds good. I hope, yeah, I hope it's been really informative and helpful and, yeah, you just sort of open open that world up um, as a possibility. Yeah. yeah, it is an exciting one. Yeah. So exciting. Well, we will see you guys again soon. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on A Creative Life. If you'd like to hang out with us and our podcast community, come and join our free Facebook group where you can find your tribe and connect with like-minded creatives. Just head to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash A Creative Life Podcast Collective. You can also follow our creative lives on Instagram at Castella Design at Samantha Lawrence underscore. And of course, the podcast Instagram at A Creative Life Podcast. If you like today's episode and you want to hear more from us, we would love it if you subscribe and leave us a review. See you next time.